Inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lane. Bessie, you've been buying rental properties in another state. Why didn't you buy rental properties closer to home? A couple of reasons, and those are really uh, forming around my own personal investment criteria and objectives, which for me was cash flow. Um, I reside in Los Angeles, California, and while there is great appreciation for properties in California, um, cash flow is um, a little bit more limited. Beyond that, uh, it was important for me to invest in business-friendly, landlord-friendly states because, again, I want to focus on execution of my business plan and investment plan uh, versus worrying about exogenous events and regulatory events that I that are outside of my control or or professional tenants um, that unfortunately exist here. So. Um, the regulatory environment and personal investment objective around cash flow is what uh, pushed me to consider investing out of state. On the podcast today, we're going to talk about how Vessi decided where to invest out of state, how she did her research on that area. We'll also see if she actually went to that area to look at the properties or if she was able to do everything online. We'll also take a look at her very first deal out of state. We'll see how the numbers worked out. And what's interesting is that she's actually owned this property for several years. So we'll see how that property has actually performed versus her projection. And we'll see how she's continued to build her portfolio out of state over the last few years. Joining us on the show today from Los Angeles is Vessi Capulian. We'll take a really quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll come right back and we'll talk to Vessi. When you're buying a rental property, you can't do everything on your own. It's really important to have a team of people to help you. And in my opinion, the most important person to have on your team is a really good lender. The lender that I recommend is Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. Chaley is a nationwide lender and she's also an experienced investor herself. And she understands the needs of both brand new and experienced investors, and she can help you find the best loan for you in your situation. Right now, Chaley has a special limited time offer just for our listeners. If you mention that you heard this ad on the Rental Income Podcast, Chaley will credit you back $250 at the closing for your property. If you want to get more details or you want to set up a time to talk to Chaley personally, or maybe have her look at a deal that you're looking at, you can reach out to Chaley at RidgeLendingGroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E LendingGroup.com, NMLS 42056. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found Trust and Will, and the whole process could not have been easier. 
My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com. They walked us through a series of questions. And at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and Will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Rental Income Podcast. Bessie, how long have you been buying rentals for? I started in 2017. You mentioned in the beginning that you live in Los Angeles. It's a very expensive area. So buying rentals that generate cash flow in Los Angeles, is that just not possible? Or if you look hard enough, can you find it? Um, You can probably find it in... Um, areas that are way outside of the city or way outside of LA. Um, although, again, it's probably I would say, generally speaking, very the market is more centered around appreciation. And for people who bought properties a while back um, that have a good cost basis and since then have raised rents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, there's definitely cash flow. And I, I've seen that with a lot of investors who've either inherited properties or, or, or purchased them a while back. Um, so I don't want to say that there is no cash flow. There's definitely people who have figured out how to be successful in this local market. Uh, but for me as a new investor, uh, between the affordability factor um, and then the business uh, regulatory environment here, coupled again with my own objective of cash flow, um, those three factors really is what led me to consider other options outside of those in my backyard. That makes sense. So where did you end up investing? So my first property was uh, in the state of Tennessee, um, specifically in Memphis. Um, that's that's where I made my very first investment. Now, how do you even begin? I mean, so you decide, okay, Memphis has cheaper properties, 
it's a more landlord friendly state. So like th- that all makes sense. But mm-hmm. you know, Memphis is is a big city. I'm sure there's good mm-hmm. parts of town. There's mm-hmm. maybe parts of town that are tougher to invest in. Like how mm-hmm. how did you even begin to to figure out where to invest in Memphis? That's a great question, and probably a lot of uh, first time investors are are, are going through um, that thought process as well, just like I was. Um, my own journey really began with networking and and going to various um, investor meetups here locally in Los Angeles. Um, and at one of those meetups, which at the time um, they had virtual options as well, um, one of the presenters consistently talked about investing out of state, buying properties. So frankly, once I had made that decision to buy my first investment property, I just picked up the phone and called him directly and asked, hey, do you know of anyone who actually sells those properties out of state? And in that particular case, it was single family homes. So he said, well, I do. Um, And he was in the Memphis market. And that's really how I got started. Of course, I did my diligence on the market as far as um, key fundamentals like population growth, job growth, quality of jobs, job diversity. These are things that I look at. Um, and I, I did some preliminary research on the location. Um, ultimately, I actually flew up there. Um, so for me, it was really just taking action one, once I had made that decision. I, I didn't go through a scientific process of trying to choose, oh, is it going to be Tennessee or Texas or Georgia? Once he said, I'm, I have properties for sale in, in, in Tennessee, I just dove in. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's how it got started. So he was living in Los Angeles, like he, he was a presenter at this real estate meeting or. Correct. Okay. So he was on a local. So how was he selling properties out of state? Was he like referring you to a local agent or a turnkey company in that area? Exactly. So um, he had uh, actually he had a property management company there. Um, as well as um, pretty long-standing experience of buying, rehabbing, and either holding or or flipping properties in that market. Um, so he had a lot of that local knowledge, and then again years of experience, and was able to connect me with uh, people in that market. Again, for property management services, I started with his property management company. Uh, and had an opportunity to meet his local team and boots on the ground. Uh, But beyond that, he connected me with a local um, real estate agent. um, And and that's how the relationship got started. The properties that you were looking at when you went down there, were they fully rehabbed or were you looking at properties that you were going to have to rehab? I was looking mostly at turnkey um, properties, either ones that don't require rehab or possibly minor, very, very minor rehab. Why? Because as a first time investor, I just wanted to get started mm-hmm. um, and didn't really want to go through a very heavy rehab. Again, really wanted to get one property under my belt, learn the process, um, see how it works out before I start expanding further. You know, I think that makes a lot of sense because when you're a brand new investor, there's so much to figure out and Mm -hmm. to coordinate a huge construction project 
when you're you know halfway across the country mm-hmm. like it's not like you can just pop in it just adds a level of complexity that I, mm-hmm. I think as a new investor you really just don't need right yeah right so okay so so you bought the property so the property was in pretty good condition where there just maybe a couple of little things to fix very minor cosmetic um items and i knew that eventually at some point i'll have to um, do more of the what i would call routine maintenance like updating the roofs possibly upgrading kitchens bathrooms but they were in pretty good condition um when i purchased the property and based on other comparable properties in the area, it didn't appear a major rehab wasn't necessary in order for me mm-hmm. to um, be able to rent it out pretty quickly. And again, I bought it vacant. There were no tenants okay. in place. So I wouldn't call it fully turnkey operation, but probably almost almost turnkey. Yeah. And you had a property management company then that leased up the property for you? Yes, they okay. eventually leased up the property, and uh, that's how I got started. Awesome. Well, let's take a look at some numbers on this deal. Sure. So how much did you pay for the property? I purchased it for approximately 156000 Okay. And what was it rented for? Initially rented at fourteen twenty-five. So you're you're right at the one percent rule, just a little bit below, but you're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as far as your down payment, how much did you put down? At the time, I put um, almost fifty percent down because when I underwrote the deal, that was the number that made sense in order for the property to be cash flow positive. Okay, and that was that was your main goal, right? You wanted cash flow, so the, the more you put down, the the smaller your mortgage is the more mm-hmm. cash flow you're going to have. And then exactly. how much was your mortgage payment? It was about $390 okay. a month. And does that include taxes and insurance? Um, taxes and insurance? No, that was separate. And okay. I'll have to look up those numbers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Those. So, you know, we can maybe just to estimate, yeah. you know, maybe $150, maybe $200. Does that? That's a fair that, estimate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you've got fourteen twenty-five in rent, and then you've got to pay your property manager. Was that ten percent that they were charging um, you? Eight percent. Eight percent. All right. So after the property management, that's thirteen eleven, and if we go with five ninety, so we we'll do two hundred dollars for taxes and insurance, okay. and then thirteen eleven. That's leaving you $721 before any expenses. Now, how did you factor putting money aside for repairs and vacancy and making sure you have Mm -hmm. enough money to when you have to do a rehab on the kitchen or replace the roof Mm -hmm. to make sure you had enough money? How did you budget for all that? Well, generally, again, for single family homes, I would say um, I like to put a 10% vacancy reserve and about a 10% uh, repair and maintenance reserve. Um, I know people have, if you're more aggressive, I've seen some investors put in account for less, but um, I'd like to have a bigger cushion. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So those are the reserves that 
I have in place. But beyond that, um, for that property and subsequent properties, I like to keep separate books and records. So in reality, all the excess cash flow uh, was really um, going into that particular property's account. So in the event there was any major unexpected event beyond what I have already reserved for, I knew I would have the um, financial uh, capability to cover that. You've owned this property now for six years. How how has everything worked out? Like, have you actually had 10% of the rent going to repairs and 10% to vacancy? Like, how, how has it actually worked out? Ultimately, it's worked out really well. In the beginning, there was, uh, I would say, a more prolonged vacancy period until we rented it out. Um, but again, I had budgeted for that because I had those vacancy reserves um, and, and maintenance reserves. Uh, in reality, I haven't really had to do major rehab. I did update the bathrooms, um, and, and that was really more of a long-term decision I made um, just based on a maintenance request that was submitted by the tenant. And when I saw pictures of the bathtub, it wasn't really in, in great condition. Now, one could argue that's probably because of how they've uh, used it. Um, but I ultimately decided to update the bathroom so I don't have to go through resurfacing and replacement every year or every other year. Um, so that was probably the, the largest update I've had to do to the property. Um, since then, because of appreciation, natural appreciation in the market, I have been able to refinance the property as well. So between the refi proceeds and the cash flow um, that I've accumulated over the years, I've been effectively able to recoup my original investment back. Um, so, or I will say by the end of this year, I will, will have recouped my original investment back. So, uh, basically starting next year, it will be infinite returns. That's great. I, I love hearing that. And so we have had a lot of appreciation since you bought. So you bought the property for 156. Mm -hmm. What would you estimate that it's worth today? Um, I would say on the low end, probably 260 on the high end, 300. Nice. So almost a double. Oh, that, that's great. I love hearing almost. that. Yes. And, and then um, the rent, the initial rent was 1425. What is it today? It's 1795. Wow. I mean, that's the, that's really worked out good. I mean, you've got really good rent growth and, you know, the appreciation has been great. And what's really great, too, is that you have appreciation in a market that is really known for cash flow. So that's really, really pretty cool. Absolutely. That and I wasn't counting on on this phenomenal appreciation, particularly right in Memphis. It's a, more of a slow and steady market, um, but very happy that that happened. And I don't remember who originally said um don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. And, yeah, and right. that's, so, that's true so true because the factor of time and really the factor of inflation um, is really what supports the gradual appreciation over Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, now, I know you've continued to build your portfolio since that initial property. How long did it take you until you bought your second property? 
Um, I bought my second property, I would say around 2020, 2021. So it took probably two years, two, three years okay. after. Um, why, did really, you, uh-huh. why did you wait so long? Yeah, I mean, part of it is I wanted to get this one up and running. And I mentioned in the beginning, it started with um, a more prolonged vacancy than what I had um, anticipated. But once it was up and running, um, between that and getting busy with my day-to-day job, I I really, um, I took a a little bit of a break. I I, I wish I didn't now now that I've seen all the results. Uh, but between life happening and me just playing it a little bit more cautiously, waiting for for this one to stabilize um, before I put another one under my belt, it took a couple years. Yeah, I mean, that's understandable. I mean, you want to make sure that this is all going to work out and that it's not just a fluke that you've had a couple of good months. I mean, having that mm-hmm. track record, I, I think it's is smart to, to, uh, to make sure it, it's a really solid investment before you put more money into it. Was that second property in Memphis also? Yes. The second one was actually a duplex. Okay. And did you use the same people that helped you buy the first property? Yes. I I had stayed in touch with that real estate agent and she had done a really great job and we just worked very well together um, so I, when I was ready to buy, I reached out to her so we can start looking for properties. As far as the property management firm, um, the person that I originally worked with, he had sold um, his property management company to another uh, company in the area. Um, so naturally, I uh, transitioned to working with them and have been very happy with their services. So um, I've stayed with them ever since. So everything seems like it's working out great. I mean, you've got two good properties in Memphis. It it, it seems like things couldn't be going better. But for your next property, you moved mm-hmm. into Florida. Why did you kind of change things up? For me, it was really the desire to diversify. I didn't want to have all my eggs in one basket. And one could argue I could have probably diversified within another city in in Tennessee, and that's very true. Um, But I I like the Florida market as well. It has very strong fundamentals. So I decided to enter there um, as a way to further expand uh, my portfolio in a more diversified manner. That makes sense. And so what did you end up buying in Florida? So um, in Florida, those were new construction homes, um again, my desire was not to start with a major rehab, particularly when I enter a new market. That's my way to learn the market, test the waters, if you will, in a rather safe way. So I decided to go with a new construction property. Okay. So this, what, what year was this when you started buying in Florida? Um, that was in the middle of COVID. Okay. So like 2020, 2021. Twin, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now since then, you have really exploded your portfolio. Tell us, bring us up to date. What does your portfolio look like today? Yes. Um, So since then, I decided to further expand into multifamily or uh, buying apartment buildings as a way to scale and grow faster. 
Um, so now I'm at 161 doors that I own um, as a either individually, and, and those are my uh, single family or residential um, portfolio, or I own with partners. So generally speaking, in the multifamily uh, space, because the properties are larger, more complex, you typically partner with other operators. Um, some are active, just like me, and others are passive. Um, so um, I control about 161 doors or roughly $13 million in assets under management. That's incredible. I mean, to, to go from that one property in Memphis to where you are today within just a couple of years, I mean, that, that, is, that is really awesome. Are you still working full time today? I still am while building that portfolio on the side. Yes. Hold on to that W-2 job for as long as you can. It'll make financing your next rental property that much easier. If anybody wants to reach out to Vessi or if you want to check out the ebook that she wrote, you can download that for free. Just go to rentalincomepodcast.com slash episode 408. I'd like to thank our sponsor today for making this episode possible. It's Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. Chaley is a nationwide lender and her specialty is helping investors finance rental properties. She has a ton of different loan programs. If you come across a deal and the numbers are a little bit tight, an interest-only option may be a good way to go or maybe an adjustable rate mortgage where you can get an interest rate that's a little bit lower than the 30-year fixed. If you want to find out more or you want to set up a time to talk to Chaley personally, just go to RidgeLendingGroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E lendinggroup.com. And don't forget, Chaley has a special offer just for our listeners. If you mention Rental Income Podcast, she will credit you back $250 at your next closing. If you want to get more details, reach out to Chaley at ridgelendinggroup.com, NMLS 42056. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Make sure you hit that follow button and you'll get notified next Tuesday when I put out a new episode. My name is Dan Lane, and this has been the Rental Income Podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. 
This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.